Hey guys, I know we've been doing a lot of part one and part two in the last, uh, well, probably a couple months, but uh, with Coach Greg's school schedule and, you know, family and visits and out of town and stuff with the summer, uh, we've got probably more than usual, which I bet you don't mind. I like short chunks. Uh, it gives me a little bit more time to process and then hit part two. So this one, uh, the next two episodes will be both part one and part two, whether you're listening Whichever one, just know uh, if it sounds like we stopped in the middle of the uh, conversation, we did. And uh, uh, But both of them will be seamless for you as far as your understanding and implementing the principles we discuss. And I hope everyone is having a great summer and we will um, continue our work and hopefully serve you the best we can. And hopefully it's of wonderful impact to you and your life. The other thing I heard you say and I want to make sure I have it correct. The sub is a test you set up for yourself. If you really want it, the sub is saying, show me. Exactly. Why? That's right. Why? Why is it doing that? Okay. So now we're going to, so now I'm going to, we're about to touch theory because any of us who are talking about the mind and subconscious and consciousness, there's a certain place where we're making a leap Mm -hmm. because um, at some place, where is this, coming from so what i'm suggesting is we're each born with the capacity to achieve whatever that is we want in the world right we can we can think we can recreate we can plan we can imagine we have the ability to say i am or i will and we will take something that was a blank canvas and then we will change the landscape yeah you know You can look across a a field and then all of a sudden you can see a city. We have the, we have creative power. Yeah. Now we're not even going to go into where all that comes from. We're just saying that each one of us has these things that we're able to do. And through science, we've actually been able to, to verify a great deal, but even without it, it was still true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, having said that, because we come with that ability, we also come with the downside of that. Okay. If you can create, you can also be destructive, Mm. which is a form of creation too, right? So what I'm saying is, it's like like each person has a test. Um, They have their journey. What are you going to do? There's you know, it goes by many names. You know, some people call it karma. Some people say this is your journey. Some people call it your destiny. Whatever the language is, each person is born with a certain capacity to achieve whatever it is that resonates with them in their life. You're in your business world. I'm in business some, but I'm primarily, you know, like I'm in philosophy and and healing is where my work is, right? Yeah. Um, but in order for you and I to do our respective work, we still have to meet individual challenges. Okay. You have those that are specific to you. I have those that are specific to me. And so when we talk about like the self-confidence formula, for instance, right? Yes. You say, well, number five is a tough one for me. I can say, well, yeah, yeah, you know, Um Maybe number two might be mine, you know, but the point is how, or it could be number five, but it's going to manifest differently based on who we are and what our mission is. 
Yeah. Right? And all of those other things that make us up. So now he said a lot. What does it mean? It means then if you have a mission that you're going to fulfill, then there's only you can do that, right? Whatever you're going to do to be your best self. So Sherry has the potential to be this type of rose bush if she meets her potential. Mm -hmm. If she doesn't meet her potential, then she may only get one or two buds, mm -hmm. right? So the same thing with Dina, the same thing with Kim, the same thing with anyone else. Each individual has a potential in that seed to develop to the fullest. The sub is a part of that developmental process. Okay. It's sort of like your internal locus of control, your internal guide that says, you know, look, I'm connected to the cosmic forces, the universe, God, and a way that you can't even imagine. I'm, I'm testing you all the time. If you want to do what you say you want to do, you must do it first, right? Your actions and your thoughts must be in alignment for you to achieve whatever that is. But if you do not achieve whatever it is, it will be entirely because the individual has not succeeded in making those necessary changes that they needed to make. And um, if you want to go into karma and re reincarnation, then people will say, okay, well, you didn't do it this time. You have to come back and do it again. But, the, but what I'm saying is I believe that we are meant to achieve our highest good. And our subconscious is a part of the way that we do that by testing us to make sure that we are truly ready to bring our gifts to the world and we overcome ourselves so that what we have can be provided to the society as a whole. So when you said, as if you're speaking, you know, like from the sub position, if you say what you want to do, you must do it first. So I wrote down the sub demands action. Yeah. It absolutely, ver we're talking, when we say verb, we're talking action. There is absolutely nothing in our lives that is noun-based. It mm -hmm. is all action-based, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you say I am, right, that's an action. That's why we try to tell people, it's, it's like, you know, those are two of the most powerful words on the planet. Don't speak those words unless you really know what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, because you're basically a setting in motion, right? Yeah. You're setting energy in motion. So anyway, I'm just, oh, man, I can just go on and on about this. But essentially what we're saying here is that the the process of self-change has always been within the individual, um, never outside of them. Learning how your thoughts manifest, learning how you set up uh, patterns in your life and then how you break them. Mm -hmm. Right. And those who break patterns change lives. One moment. The husband. Yeah. Those who <laughs> break patterns change lives. That's right. So and, and even if you're not in our position, it can be in your home. It can be in your you know business where you work. 
That's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm, so the example that came to my mind right now, you got a frustrated husband. He's not ver been very good in his home and everything like that. And then one day he goes somewhere, he speaks to somebody named coach. I don't know, some dude. And then he goes back home and he says to his wife, you know what? I was so stressed out about what I'm trying to do. I didn't even consider the, to, to include you on my vision so mm. that you could actually help me. So now all of a sudden, he and his wife become partners. Now he's no longer stressed out. He realized that she is his helpmate and that she has a lot that she can bring to his individual journey that helps them both. He realizes it. He starts to change. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, he might even remember doing that process. He's about to lose his temper. And then he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he changes. The children notice it. The wife notice it. And then before you realize it, people like you say, I just saw Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so walking down Dragon Main and he's actually holding her hand. They're actually cuddling with each other. Can you believe that? And their children are smiling. And I saw her and she had a look on her face I hadn't seen for years. Yeah. That's how it works. Right. In the, so you know, good. so it's not all, you know, Hollywood is imagination. It does not represent the millions of powerful actions that take place across the planet in everyday families that really sustain us. So the real heroes are not on television. Right. Mm -hmm. They're in our community. Some of them we'll never know. Like yeah. the millionaires next door is like, you know what? The, you, the, when we get away from the images, we get a chance to see what's real. And I'm going to just go back and say the sub forces you to see what's real because it demands you take an action. And the action is going to mean that you're going to manifest something. Okay. One way or the other. <laughs> all right. I see people going into thought patterns all the time. I had a conversation with one of our former intensive students, and uh, she left the position that she was in when she started the intensive, and she's now in a position um, that's similar but quite different as well. So there's some similarity as far as the focus, but how – things are done and the target um, way of doing those things, the strategy is different. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, does that reinforce and get you closer to your definite chief aim? Because from my understanding in our intensive, your definite chief aim was not that. And so I told her, couple of things that are pertinent to our discussion. I said, number one, your brain will always try to go to what it knows. That's why people will, you know, tell themselves, I will never marry my dad or I will never marry my mother. I'm going to have someone totally different, blah, blah, blah. And then they're shocked and surprised to find they actually did not only marry that parent that drove them nuts, but they're actually on steroids compared to the parent. So, you know, that's why people that have low self-worth pick people that don't recognize their value because the brain is familiar. So I told her, I'm concerned that your brain has gone to the familiar. So what have you done toward your DCA since we stopped? 
Uh-huh. And the answer was, so you're crickets, right? <laughs> so I said, you have to execute action. And I gave her examples. I told her, I said, it's basically, if you have something that you say you want to do and you're not taking action, it's a pipe dream. You're just talking. And huh? I said, so for your particular purposes, you need to listen to podcasts. You need to read books. You need to... um uh, create a survey where anytime you speak publicly, you can ask specific questions to hone your topics and to hone your skill and all of that stuff. Even if you're not even going there in a Jim Rohn fashion, but you're going there for something else, have those surveys, tell them, I will come and do this, but I want my surveys passed out and I want to get them at the end. And then you need to set your fees. You need to, you know, take these action steps Because if you don't, you will never do what you say you want to do. And that's the thing. People need to understand your brain is least effort possible to keep you alive when it comes to change. And if you're not careful, you're going to end up doing the same thing. So with that being said, coach, what is the one thing our listeners who tend to overcomplicate, what's the first thing they need to do to stop that? Ask themselves why. Okay. That's the first question. What, why the need to complicate it? What's happening for you? Because that's the first step. If it's not complicated and you're overcomplicating it, you need to know why you're doing it, right? So the first thing they have to do is get connected. You have to connect your thinking to the action that you're creating, right? Which is overcomplication. Yeah. And then once, now that's a big question, okay? Okay. I mean, you know, so I don't want to kind of like hit it like a speed bump. Right? It's like, why are you doing that? It's like, boop, you know, it's like, wait a minute. Why are you doing that? Sit with it first. You have to know why you're doing it because that truth leads to the next action you take. If they don't, if they can't come up with a real legitimate, thoughtful answer, then they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. So anything that we ignore we will continue to do. Yes. Right? So they need to ask, one, why am I overcomplicating this situation? And then two, what is it that I'm needing from this situation? What do I need? Right? Because overcomplication is suggesting that you need something. Right? Right. And it's you, it's you almost something. like a security blanket. Because in the it overcomplication, is. you're trying to create a, like a security there. Exactly. So if you're in a room with people that you think are more powerful than you are, or that they have something that you don't have, and you're not really sure. And now when it's your time to speak or present, now you are making a situation simple, overcomplicated. Why are you doing that? Oh, well, maybe you want to show everybody that you have some worth or value. Well, you already have worth or value, but that's not what you demonstrate in overcomplication. You do something else. Could, so we, what we're, could we add to the question, what am I afraid of? Absolutely, you could. Because when they're overcomplicating, again, that's what you're doing. What's, what's happening? You feel like you're going to lose something? Or maybe you have to learn how to be silent in that moment and let other people express their ideas and to another appropriate time, right? Because that person might have a they might have something that is crucial, but if they overcomplicate, it won't be heard. Yeah. 
See what I'm saying? So this is why, you know, you have to start with why are you overcomplicating that? You know, what do you think you need? And like you and I think the question you asked was, is there something that you're afraid of? Yeah. What what you just said and what we're talking about is shining a light on your thinking process. Right? Yeah. Okay. And and uh and if they're not doing that, then that's that's how they end up repeating that behavior. And that's why you we know? always say challenge your thoughts. You have to ask questions. You do. All right, coach. You so do. I wanna I wanna ask one more question. Okay. You I got my neat, pencil ready. You know, the neat thing with uh working with Coach Greg is you know, he's a clinician, so I often get to have a session for free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I'm working on number five, coach. Uh, that still irritates me, though, that that guy that lied, I can't be mad at him now. That's your fault, coach. That's episode yeah. Why People Lie, if you want to <laughs> listen to that one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Last, the last two episodes. So this is 101, by the way. Wow. Woohoo! Wow. Wow. I know. Congrats, Coach. Team, wow. team, <laughs> self change. Okay, uh, we did uh, part one and part two of leaning into fear, and to me, they're probably two of some of our most important. There's like a few that I have that are absolute favorites. I think they're extremely powerful. And so I'll usually, you know, say that in the show notes that, you know, if there's one you listen to, it needs to be this one. And so you can go back and listen to that about the the skiing story uh, um, by Robin Sharma. But I was, I was in the garage last night, uh, got back from a walk and I look up and I see a motorcycle helmet that I bought when we got Mike's Harley. 2008 fat boy. Mm-hmm. And I bought both of us a helmet because I n- know that part of his desire is I go riding with him every once in a while. And so I invested quite a bit in these helmets. You know, they're not just something you just throw on there. They were a big investment yeah. and mine's sitting there collecting dust because I am terrified of motorcycles. There's no reason uh, in fact, my um, stepmother, my first stepmother, she she rode. And I remember being six years old, riding with her on the back of the motorcycle. I hated it then. Like, I don't, I don't know mm. what it was, but I hated being on the motorcycle and it scared me. So I'm looking, I'm like, man, I invested, you know, that money there, which money is a, a high core value for me. I hate wasting money. And I'm like, I either need to put that sucker on or sell it. I mean, there's no point in having it. And, and I was thinking about our episode of leaning into fear, you know, and even like the one time he took me for a ride, I had to lean over with him. Like I couldn't fight, you know, I, that process. You couldn't do like that. And, but I'm like wanting to fight because I'm like, we're, we're going to crash. We're going to land and I'm going to get squished. So I'm going to ask Mike. So here's my plan. I want to see what you think about it. So... I'm going to ask Mike if he's willing to take me on short rides at first just so I can start getting past whatever it is that I don't know. I don't know what it is. It may be unfamiliarity. I've been really pondering it and I haven't had an answer yet. I mean, 
for all I know, we could have almost gotten hit when I was a kid and I don't remember. Um, so I, I want to do like short, Hey, Saturday, when you come home, um, after working at this shop, can we just hop on for like just a few minutes? What do you think? What do you think about that coach? So one, I think it's a great idea. Okay. See, I'm getting anxious just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Right. I think it's a great idea. Okay. So now as soon as you, okay. So you know me, right? So as soon as you, how the truth pops up, then you can feel me raised with you. Right? <laughs> yes, you do. It's like, it's like oh. <laughs> he just got tall. It's like, oh, he was tall in that tree in the background. Wow. He's like Captain Fantastic. <laughs> he just totally <laughs> So, um, vulnerability is a powerful thing. I've said before that it is not weakness. So when if we can acknowledge, you know what, this right here can make me a little bit squarely. Mm-hmm. I'm acknowledging my vulnerability. This is what you're saying. Hey, look, that's, I get a little bit nervous with that. So short rides really is a fantastic idea. And, and I would say that as someone that's listening and honoring that, he would get it. Okay, mm-hmm. Mike, on top of that, because I've been in Clovis, right? The first thing that comes to my mind in terms of a short ride is that I'm on 209 heading out of Clovis, like I'm going up toward um, Ned Hook mm-hmm. and out that way, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why that kind of road gets my attention is because one, it's not a lot of traffic. You don't have you don't have a multiple things happening. Like when you're in the city and people are at stoplights, walking across the street, there's too much going on. Yeah. So you don't want anything going on. You want to be able to process the riding experience, right? So a short ride, like, you know, you drive past, you know, Ned Hook and you, you know, you drive out maybe 10 to 15 minutes in one way. And then you turn around and you come back, right? Then you get off. Mm-hmm. Then maybe he takes you another way. But I would say that I agree with it. Take those small rides um, out of the city until you kind of like get comfortable. Okay. Because the one thing about that route, um, and you could actually take it all the way out to um, I-40 on a longer ride. Right. Coach, I don't know if we have to go that far. I know, but what I'm saying is I'm seeing the road in my mind, (laughs) right? And it's it's still the same type of when I'm looking at the process, there is a way. So you get to be enjoying the ride, feel how you and Mike are really sinking on that bike on a much, I say on a much longer ride, but not really, but it's different than being in the city. Mm-hmm. When you're in the when you're in the town, you're stopping every time you turn around, right? Stop slides and stuff like that. When you're on that road, you get a chance to sink into the ride, right? You feel what your husband is doing, how he's moving, and now you adjust to the flow of the bike and his body when you're riding. You allow yourself to get comfortable, and now you can start to turn your head and look around. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So start small and fewer distractions. And I think that is a good um, way to end this podcast for our people too, that no matter what you're, you're wanting to change, what you're going to overcome, 
the first thing you need to do is start small and eliminate distractions. You do. Absolutely. All right. That's good, coach.